purest of good days, cats and kittens, and welcome to the final tranche of this week's ration of discontent provider. Yes, pats on the back are due all round, I fancy. The simple fact that the world's greatest lurcher and I are still here, amusing and amulling in our happy place, and that you are still of sound enough mind to listen, simply has to show a certain strength of character in us all, do it not? While it goes without saying that compared to many in this weary, wicked world, we're snugly ensconced on the plushest and softest of velvet, relatively speaking, it speaks volume to our spiritual fortitude that we're not ensconced, a damn sight less snugly, on the sterile padding of those bijou residences reserved for the stark, raving bonkers. Let's not palter with the truth. Both at home and abroad... And when I say abroad, I really mean abroad. Throw a dart at a world map and you'll be bound to hit the site of some gruesome example of man's inhumanity to man, beast or planet. The past week has been an unceasing deluge of toxic filth, violence, mendacity in high places and witless mouth breathers investing far too heavily in whatever is the current big thing on their preferred streaming platform. The inquiry into the monumental, and I think we can say with a certain mordant pride, uniquely British edifice of dishonest uh, doings and incompetence that was the government's handling of the coronavirus continues apace. And while I think we all knew that peering under that particular rock was unlikely to reveal anything of a notably edifying nature, early indications are that it was all a lot worse than many suspected. Instead of a few scurrying woodlice, the inquiry appears to unearth a frenzied nest of those horse-sized lion locusts with scorpion tails and human faces that made such a strong impression on John the Divine in the Book of Revelation. Also, there seems to be no immediate hope of any sort of de-escalation of hostilities in Gaza, and, as is always the way... Uh, the uh, the faint voice of reason are becoming drowned out by the bombastic calls for and logic-defying defence of outright genocide by both sets of antagonist supporters, more often than not coming from those that are nowhere near the horrors of a markedly unequal conflict. Add to this already unappetising melange, the usual seasoning of unrest, division, corporate fraud, shit-choked waterways, and each new day's plat du jour is more indigestible and likely to cause anyone's gastrointestinal tract to squirt out of both ends than the last. Which should, of course, be good news for a podcast like this. When your self-imposed remit is to promote alarm and despondency, surely there can't be enough nightmare fuel to keep the engine running. Well, that's true, of course, but my gosh and giddy gumdrops podcast pals, a lad can only put up with so much. So I've decided to turn my myopic and brow-furrowing gaze into something a tad less ghastly for today's seance, although I'm still pretty dashed confident that my natural propensity for pessimism will keep us more or less on brand. This week, a team of boffins had their first look at the fragments of the Bennu asteroid brought back by the Osiris-Rex probe, and it seems that the cats and kittens in white coats are absolutely beside themselves. The carefully isolated celestial shavings are, of course, hermetically sealed in some frightfully fancy sort of space fridge, ostensibly to prevent their being contaminated by earthly matter, but more likely, I suspect, because all those scientists have seen the blob and know that if they touch the stuff, it'll come to life and go on an all-consuming rampage. Uh, for all these precautions, however, 
the probes, gadgets and meteoritometers of the specially equipped facility in Texas, a location that must surely have Alex Jones shitting himself inside out, uh, have been able to get super busy and the Bennu dust has been subjected to all manner of tests, with nary a quark being unturned. Quote from a BBC News article. The dust was put in a scanning electron microscope and probed via infrared spectroscopy X-ray diffraction and chemical element analysis. X-ray computed tomography, CT, was used to make 3D models of particles and look inside them, unquote. All this jiggery probery has revealed, among other things, that carbon and water, the building blocks of life no less, have been found in the stuff, lending considerably more weight than the mere 250 grams of the sample uh, to theories about how water and animate living matter came to Earth. As the project's chief investigator, Dr. Dante Loretta, a cosmochemist, put it, I want to stop and think about what that means. That water... That is how we think water got to the Earth, the reason that Earth is a habitable world. That we have oceans and lakes and rivers and rain is because clay minerals like the ones we're seeing from Bennu landed on Earth 4.5 billion years ago. Now, leaving aside the dispiriting realisation that every moment you or I haven't spent being a cosmochemist has been time completely and utterly wasting, this is exciting stuff. Not only does it bring about the uh, possibility of greater understanding as to how we came to be here, it also supports the oft-stated and just as frequently derided theory that we are not alone and that somewhere amid the inky immensity of space there are other living creatures. Dear God, I hope they're not the trains of Dandare, pilot of the future. That would be pretty awful. Of course, this sort of discovery gives one pause, wouldn't you say? I found myself asking... Are they asking the right questions, though? I, I don't mean anything particularly cosmic or philosophical, you understand. As far as the big question of why is concerned, I dare say that any number of catastrophically rich and powerful elderly gents in funny outfits and preposterous hats are already beavering away on tracts that prove beyond doubt that the Osiris-Rex mission provides evidence that their holy books of choice are even truer than they were before. Instead, I fear that these findings won't do much to better humanity. Not in a material way, I hasten to add, but rather in the sense that however game-changing the knowledge we glean from Bennu will be, it won't do anything to change our collective nature from its current atavistic state of acquisitiveness, tribalism and all-round fuck-stumpery. You can bet your beep, sweet bippy, I said to Arkham on our way here, that even now the Swadisant great and good are figuring out new ways of turning our greater understanding of our cosmic origins to their advantage, doubtless with an eye to spreading the cancer of Homo sapiens' more unsavoury traits to strange new worlds and to fuck over places where no man has fucked over before. There. Told you I could do it, didn't I? The inevitable consequences of this line of reasoning are explored further in this week's closing song, so we'll leave you with it. Thanks for joining us this week, and don't forget to subscribe to Discontent Provider in your favourite podcast place, and to encourage as many lost souls as you can to join us in our merry march of damnation, eh? So from me, the Silver Fox, and from Arkham, the Black and White Dog, cheerio.
weird little creatures think you're something special Cause you've reached out for the stars You chipped off a chunk of eternity To discover who and what you are Now you're here on our home world With your gadgets and your silly little flag Well let us tell you monkey people That you've got no cause to brag just fire up your retro rocket and piss off back to Earth You came to fill your pockets and give meaning to your birth But we're not impressed by your shiny ships, you're the cosmos's biggest bore We don't need you fucking up our scene with your stupidity, greed and wars we cured every single known disease before you'd learn to walk upright. We'd eliminated inequality while you were struggling with powered flight. On the same day you walked on the moon, we worked how to travel in time. And now you've come to colonize our world, you're ridiculous and we're sublime. So fire up your retro rockets and piss off back to Earth You came to fill your pockets and give some meaning to your birth Don't try to teach us anything, there's nothing we can learn from you Though we do like everybody loves Raymond Because families suck on this planet too Perhaps you're wondering why we don't vaporize you on the spot It would take precisely 14 seconds with the power that we've got But unlike you, we don't dig on carnage, torture or pointless fights Like civilizations across the universe, we believe all living creatures have rights so fire up your retro rockets and piss off back to Earth You came to fill your pockets and give some meaning to your birth But as of now you're under planet arrest, call it galactic quarantine Stick to your polluted little ball of dirt until you've learned to act like human beings until you've learned to act like human beings Yes, learn to act like human beings